Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Sunday, January 7th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the uh, Sunday NHL card. We have four games on tap. All four games actually have a minus 150 or higher favorite. So tells you what kind of slate it is today in the NHL. Not the best, but we're here every day, rain or shine, whatever the games are that they are. And we are here to break down the four that are taking place on Sunday. This definitely feels like a day where the NHL does take a bit of a backseat to the NFL with it being the final day of the regular season in the National Football League and all these playoff spots about to be decided uh, today. Uh, But there's money to be made still in the NHL uh, with these four games. So we'll get to those in a moment. We will start with the Saturday uh, NHL recap. And it was obviously a very busy Saturday. As always, it started early in the day. A very chippy affair. The Flames and the uh, Flyers uh, in that game uh, got a little rough and tumble, which is good to see. All of a sudden, the last couple days, we've seen some games with some animosity a lot of bad blood developing and that's always a good thing for uh the sport i think it makes for more exciting uh, entertaining brand of hockey and we saw some of that in that flyers flames game uh flyers getting the job done though a three to two win against uh, the calgary flames uh a game where look philly responded from uh, multiple deficits and found a way and uh, that's basically been the mantra for the flyers under john tortorella all season is just find a way to win doesn't have to be pretty uh, but they were able to do that yesterday, 3-2 against uh, Calgary. All right, the other game this yesterday afternoon was about as impressive a start as you could have against a team the caliber of the Colorado Avalanche. Florida races out to a 3-0 lead. Sam Reinhart gets two of the goals. And I said on uh, social media after he scored those two goals, what's his contract going to be next year, $23 million per year? I mean, that's. I mean, it kind of feels like, man, he could actually, if there was no such thing as a salary cap, you know, his play right now could earn him that much. He's been ridiculous for the Florida Panthers this year. Absolutely insane what we're seeing uh, out of Sam Reinhardt. And then Colorado, crazy as it is, they storm back. They tie the game 3-3. It looks like Florida's in trouble. And then Florida gets it right back on the ropes again, 4-3. Uh, gets the train back on the tracks, 4-3. Colorado ties it 4-4. And then penalty trouble for Colorado. Florida makes them pay. And then that was the final nail in the coffin. They run away and hide after that. Uh, putting a few more goals on the board and eventually getting an 8-4 to four win. And I said it after that win, Alex, and I'll get your thoughts as well on it. I'm ready to now say if I wasn't fully on board already, because there was that part of me all season so far to this point with Florida that thought, hmm, maybe they just got red hot last year. Maybe they just caught fire late in the spring. Maybe they just got on this incredible, you know, magical carpet ride run into the playoffs, into the Stanley Cup final, and that it's unsustainable to be able to run it back and you know, be a legit, credible contender again this year, I'd have to see it. Well, they're starting to prove it to me that they are a legit Stanley Cup contender again because this is not just a win streak anymore. This is dominance. Okay, they just went into Vegas and dummied last year's Stanley Cup final or Stanley Cup champion. They just went to Colorado yesterday and they embarrassed, especially in the first period, the team that won it two years ago. So you got to give Florida a ton of credit. This is not just a win streak. This is facing good teams and making them look stupid. 
you know, at certain times of the game. And what Florida's done, Alex, in this streak, it's impressive, and it got even more impressive uh, big time with these two road wins in convincing fashion at Vegas and at Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an incredible run that they're on right now. And, you know, I think there's some wins that are a little bit more impressive in, in this uh, in this streak than even, you know, said going looking at the two Vegas wins. We've been talking about how Vegas has been in kind of a bit of a slump, and they're finally kind of having their Stanley Cup hangover. It's a bit delayed because of how great of a start they had at the beginning of the year. So I wouldn't read too much into that. But, you know, the win at Colorado last yesterday, dominant, like I said, uh, that's a solid win. Again, win against the New York Rangers, a team that have been playing really hot. That's a good win at Arizona, which is uh, has been a house of horrors for some people. There's some wins that are more impressive in this streak than just necessarily looking at the, the two Vegas games or, or even uh, even last night's game. Because like I said, we're seeing these spots now where some of these top teams are kind of starting to struggle at the same time. So I give Florida a ton of credit for them to even be in this spot. Like I said, we thought they would be a team that would be fighting to, you know, grab a wild card spot late in the year. And here they are firmly in second place. It could easily uh, push Boston and, and and definitely will be hanging around that top three conversation for the majority of the second half of the year. So uh, kudos to, to Paul Maurice and his crew for, like I said, getting everything together, you know, battling through everything they need to just to be ready at the beginning of this year. And so far putting together a, a very strong effort uh, in the Atlantic division. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I say, this run of Florida, and it starts with Kachuk, Verhage, Barkov, and um, Bennett. They're all on fire right now. They're all playing great pretty much simultaneously uh, for this team. Uh, Reinhardt in particular all season has just been absolute a monster for them, uh, no question. And look, they've got everybody healthy. They're 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 pretty much, uh, you know, no major significant injuries to deal with right now, the uh, Panthers uh, at the uh, moment. So, you know, you look at it, and it's a very healthy bunch right now, and they're playing great hockey, and we'll see if they can keep that rolling. Uh, last night, the uh, Saturday night games, we saw Toronto take care of business against San Jose 4-1. to one. I'll give the Leafs credit. No letdown spot. Finally, they don't play down to their competition. They go 3-0 and on the California road trip and beat San Jose 4-1. to one. How about this for a weird schedule? East versus West, Leafs and Sharks, obviously. They're both going back to Toronto, and they're playing each other again, actually, on Tuesday night. Pretty crazy. Home and home with an East versus West team. It'll be the Sharks in Toronto. Uh, on uh, Tuesday night, uh, they'll play each other once again. But the Leafs get the job done 4-1. All the rumblings are that William Nylander and the Leafs, it's just about a done deal that he's going to extend there for the long term at north of $11 million per year. Uh, so it looks like the Leafs are going to get that uh, contract done uh, with William Nylander, and it will be uh, announced uh, imminently. Uh, Boston, uh, 7-3 against Tampa Bay. Very impressive by the uh, Bruins. Uh, an onslaught there uh, over the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know that was a good game for Alex. He was all over some first period overs and full game over in that uh, Lightning and uh, Bruins game. Uh, and I was on, uh, I took a small piece of Boston, like I said, money line there, but a seven to three victory there for the Bruins. John Cooper was irate about a call and he got himself an extra bench minor for it. He's been doing that a lot lately, squawking at the refs and complaining about calls. I think he's feeling a little frustrated with the uh, inconsistency and the ups and downs, the ebb and flow of this Tampa team this year. And I don't blame him. Uh, Montreal, nice win, 4-3 in the shootout against the Rangers. They finally fixed their home woes, at least for one night. Uh, I thought it was a great performance by Samuel Montembeau. He was absolutely terrific throughout that game, including in the shootout. And the Habs get a nice 4-3 win against the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, credit to Minnesota. They got Zuccarello back. They did look better with him in the lineup. And they end up getting a 4-3 win uh, in overtime against Columbus, coming back to get the Jackets uh, in that one. 
Um, I cashed the draw. Of course, Columbus falls short. I think Alex liked the draw too. Wild end up Blue Jackets uh, last night. So there we go. A draw bet a day keeps the bookies away. Uh, and we do get one there with the uh, draw in the Wild and the Blue Jackets game. And shout out to uh, a good friend of the show or someone, a fan of the show that was at the game and uh, was wearing the Ice Guys toque uh, at that Wild and Blue Jackets game. Uh, we really do appreciate that. And we hope you enjoyed the game last night. He's a Jackets fan, so I don't think he enjoyed the final end result. But hope you enjoyed the game. And thank you very much for uh, yeah. supporting the show. Uh, that, was, uh, that was awesome to see that. So very much uh, appreciate it. No question. Uh, JD, there we go. JD Bagley, yeah, shout out Bagley. to you. Uh, great job. Uh, and appreciate you got, uh, tuning into this show, uh, every day and supporting it. Better days ahead for your jackets. Keep the faith, stay a fan, be, 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 be true, be solid. We remember we've had these rants before Alex and I, Alex and I have had memorable rants, especially about Leaf fans where, you know, they've been bounced out of the playoffs and they say, Oh, I'm done with this team. I'm going to become a new a fan of another team now. It's such bullshit. It's a, the biggest yeah. crock of shit you'll ever hear. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be a fan of the team 10, 20 years from now, good or bad or indifferent. That's the way you got to be. So, J.D., yeah. I know you're hoping that Columbus gets better, and it's been some tough years, but stick with them, uh, and eventually you're going to see something good there. And, look, they're starting to build. They've got some young talent there now, especially up front. Keep building, and you're going to see some good things down the road. Buffalo, I can't believe my eyes, Alex. They won two in a row. You got to be shitting me. They finally did it. They finally put back-to-back -back wins together. They're now two and 14 on the season after a win uh, as they beat uh, Pittsburgh three to one last night. And uh, by the way, the, uh, the 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 coaching or the video re review people or whoever makes sure that they buzz down to Don Granado to challenge things, they earned their money last night. Two Pittsburgh goals got disallowed with coaches' challenges uh, in that game last night. So Sabres get two goals wiped off the board, and they beat Pittsburgh 3-1 uh, to one last night. Nashville, wow. I mean, Dallas struggles. You know, they're having a tough time, Dallas, right now. 4-3, and it boils down to they got to defend a little better. And look, the defense is not going to get any better when you're missing Miro Haskinen, that's for sure. And the Stars are going to find that out. And, of course, as we've talked about ad nauseum, Wedgwood's just playing too many games. I think his yeah. play is regretting. There's no question. And you're seeing signs of that for sure. About one, if not two, of those Nashville goals last night. It's like, eh, I'd like my goalie to stop that uh, last night in that game. And uh, Nashville gets the 4-3 win there. We don't get the full first period over. Son of a gun. It only won yeah. nothing after the first. Yet the full game does go over. So guess we'll take it. Yeah, and, 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 and kind of respond to, to uh, Colorado man in the chat. He goes, well, the run's over. And I go, how's the run over just because we've had a loss? It's now 17-3 in the last 20. Two of the three losses have come against Nashville. So now maybe we identify that maybe that is just a, a you know trend that we don't bet this with Nashville. I don't think that's the case because in each of the last two meetings between Dallas and Nashville, yes, there was only one goal or fewer scored in that first period. The pace was there to where there could have been multiple goals. There were tons right. of chances going in both directions. You look at Dallas's next nine games, uh, they've got four division games coming up, a home-and-home -home series with Minnesota. They're back home again against Nashville. Then they go to Chicago then home against L.A. before going on a four-game East Coast road trip. With no Miro Haskinen, we're talking about either running more games with Wedgwood, starting Matt Murray, or Jake Ottinger comes back after being hurt. And we know how well he wasn't playing in the last week before he did get injured. Uh, I wouldn't be jumping off of this train at all right now. There's probably at least some spots where in at least six of the next eight to nine games, 
we'll still be getting some decent value on the first period over that probably cashes in. So uh, I, I wouldn't be jumping off this wagon right away just because we've seen two losses against one team in this 20-game stretch, 25, what, 24 and 13. So that's not uh, that's not me jumping off. I'm not jumping in the ocean yet, uh, getting off of this barge right now. Yeah, I, it's, I agree with that. Um, and uh, like I say, I think you'd have to lose – three in a row at, probably to say okay i'll park it for now with the dallas first period overs because i remember i lost two in a row and i still came back that next game and that's when this mini next streak started which got snapped last night so that's what i think i think if i lose three in a row at some point with this then we'll say or, okay we'll or, or, we, or if we start getting priced out yeah which we haven't done keep that in mind we've seen yeah. streaks now uh within yeah. this of what four seven and uh, you know, 11, 12 games in this whole season, they haven't adjusted the prices the way that they should be to 160, 170, 180 yet. So uh, until that happens or until they start losing in, 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 a, in a streak, yeah, we're still going to be right. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, exactly right. I wouldn't uh, just say it's completely uh, uh, done just yet with the uh, Dallas first period overs. Shocker to me and um, was because we had, we had a lot of overs in this game. St. Louis, Carolina, two to one. Uh, in a shootout for the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, last night. So uh, this this game probably hurt me more than any last night on the uh, card from a negative standpoint, betting-wise. Uh, a 2-1 to one win for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, it was a good goaltending effort on both sides. Um, you know, I thought Carolina really tried to make life easy on Ronta. They were very, very good. They were on their toes defensively. They didn't give up a lot to the St. Louis Blues last night, and that really helped. Uh, anti Ronto along. He only faced uh, 22 shots last night, made 21 saves, and Bennington was very good. So, uh, not much you can do there. And St. Louis gets the win, though, two to one. I did say, you know, with Ronta and Net, you know, Carolina, a little tricky to trust them as a bigger favorite. And the Blues get the two to one shootout win there. A great job by Vegas, bouncing back 5 2 against the Islanders. It was our, our good friend, Zach Urban. Our Saturday man on the Ice Guys show, his best bet, Vegas in regulation. It ends up uh, coming through very easily, very comfortably as the Golden Knights uh, get back uh, on track, at least for one night, and take care of the Islanders last night, 5-2. And the woes continue for the Ottawa Senators, um, just uh, just in a bad way. Another loss last night, although Forsberg was very good for much of that game, keeping uh, Ottawa in it. Uh, but at, here's Edmonton. Here's what's scary about Edmonton right now. The top players are rolling. They're getting depth scoring. Now their defense and their goaltending the last week or two has really been a lot better, not just a little bit better, a lot better. And Skinner is in a great zone right now, and they're now in a wild card spot, and uh, they're dangerous again. I mean, it's crazy. We And I don't want to say we all we totally wrote them off when they were struggling and they were way back and Woodcroft got fired. We knew they had a run in them possibly to get back in it, but this is even better than I expected uh, out of a run from Edmonton. Uh, since the coaching change. So we'll see uh, if they can keep it rolling, but they continue to play really good hockey. Another outstanding game for Zach Hyman uh, last night for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. It was absolutely uh, remarkable. Again, getting all three Oilers goals, the hat trick uh, that brought out a sing song from Harner Ryan Singh on Hockey Night in Canada. Patrick Zach Hyman. He does that with the with the call. It's uh, pretty cool. But uh, Zach Hyman with the hat trick and the Oilers, another uh, great victory uh, last night over the uh, struggling uh, Ottawa Senators. Now, Ottawa's going to go home finally uh, and be able to, I think, get some downtime and some practice time in. So maybe that gets them to turn it around at least a little bit. But still, I think they've left themselves too big of a hole at this point uh, to get it to get out of it 
with where they are in the standings right now. All right, let's get into the Sunday card. We've got four games, and we'll begin with Calgary and Chicago. Uh, Black uh, Flames minus 250, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Um, this is a very, very tough spot, tough situation overall for Chicago. You know, obviously they're a team that is slumping, we know at the moment, uh, entering this matchup uh, with a 2-8 and eight record in their last 10 games, five straight losses coming into this one, and obviously a very much banged up hockey team uh, as well, which uh, uh, got even worse, obviously, with the uh, uh, events of what happened Friday night against the New Jersey Devils. I mean, you look at this injury uh, list for the Blackhawks right now. It's ugly. You know, it already had uh, Taylor Hall, Tyler Johnson, Seth Jones, uh, Anthony Beauvillier, Andreas Athanasiu, Joey Anderson. Well, now you had Connor Bedard and you had Nick Foligno, uh, who Alex has been trumpeting to be the captain uh, of this Blackhawks team. They're now unavailable uh, for this game and beyond. So this is um, a very concerning situation right now for the Chicago Blackhawks that are, you know, we talked about how the Minnesota Wild have been icing an AHL team lately. Well, this is pretty damn close now uh, with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks as well, with what they're putting out there on the ice uh, here for this game this afternoon and probably moving forward as well. Uh, for this Blackhawks team. Donato, Reichel, and Kurashev look to be the, the top line. And, of course, they don't have the straw that stirs the drink anymore. Connor Bedard uh, on that top line because of that injury suffered Friday night. Gutman, Dickinson, Blackwell on the uh, second line. And then you're down to the Boris Kachuks, Ent Whistles, Reese Johnson, Zach Sanford, who's somehow on this team now, Brett Sini, uh, and Rem Pitlick on the fourth line. So, yeah, it's thin absolutely thin even on the back end too when uh, you got to put Nikita Zaitsev back in that's not something I'm uh, enamored about by any stretch of the imagination so there's issues right now for Chicago it's hard to back this squad right now they have been feisty at home but they were much healthier the last time we saw them playing at home than they are that five game road trip just left them absolutely in tatters and struggling offensively too four goals in the last four games combined I think it's going to be a tough spot for them here. Calgary's off on a back-to-back, so there is a rest advantage, slight rest advantage for Chicago, but I think it's negated by coming back home off the road trip where you're doing all that traveling, uh, and now you're coming back home for that first game, and it was a five-game roadie. Calgary off the loss to Philly, 3-2. to two. Uh, They'll be looking to bounce back here uh, in this game. Chicago has actually been a thorn in Calgary's side, believe it or not. Three straight victories for the Blackhawks uh, against the Flames, but... I wouldn't be on Chicago here. Just too many issues coming back home off a road trip. Very short-handed. Uh, problem is Calgary minus 250. Where do you find the value? Um, I lean to, gosh, if I, had, if I had to, you know what? I don't do this very often, Alex, but if I had to, I'd actually go the puck line road on Calgary today, maybe. Minus one and a half, plus 100. Uh, I feel that if Calgary wins, they're going to win by margin, possibly. I mean, Chicago just got way, way too depleted a roster right now especially up front so i haven't bet it but I'll, I'll i'll put a lean toward calgary puck line here minus one and a half certainly would prefer that plus 100 would prefer that definitely than regulation or anything else what do you think here alex calgary chicago there's, there's plenty of value to grab on calgary i have three plays on the flames i have calgary first period puck line laying the half a goal plus 130 it's actually now plus 133 about online one. I have first period over one and a half minus a dollar twenty. The series history in the for the first period over eleven and one, and in each of the last three games, as you mentioned, we see the high scoring two one to three one to two one. So these have been flying over one and a half uh, in eleven of the last twelve. And then the third one is uh, Calgary team total over three and a half minus a dollar twenty. 
Uh, except the Hawks are just going to be useless right now. This is a, a Sunday day game with no Bedard, who is your leading scorer, no Polino, who is literally your heart and soul, uh, you know, keeping all these other young guys in line. Th- this team is Rockford. Uh, hell, this team might even be Indy at this point. They're, they're, they're awful. And, Go down to the uh, East Coast League. East Coast League yeah. team today, yeah. Yeah, well, well, you know, I'll tell you this. Peter Morazic is projected to start in that, so they're Rockford. They're Rockford when Morazic's in that. They're Indy when Soderblom's in that. Uh, either way, you can't bet on them right now. So Flames, first period puck line. Flames, team total over in the first period. Yeah, tough times. I mean, and look, they've been getting good crowds at the United Center this season. They're coming to see number 98. Let's not yeah. care ourselves. Yeah, forget about that. Yeah. It's 5,000 yeah. people again, though. Yeah, it definitely. And I've seen some of like the, the the atmosphere of when he scored to beat Winnipeg in overtime in a recent home game and the place was packed and the play, that's about as loud as I've heard it since the golden era with Kane and Taves and Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith and all the Stanley Cup years with Chicago. I hadn't heard the building that loud in years when Bedard scored that game winner against the Jets. So they were packing the place to see the the, the young kid. And now that he's out, you know, you're back to your sterile environments, I think, again, uh, in Chicago for some of these upcoming home games. You know, the people are going to be uh, there's going to be lots of stub hub action going on and trying to get, you know, sell some tickets here, probably these next uh, little while. So it shouldn't be a do- uh, that much of a big time road environment for the Calgary Flames to worry about. So there's that, that tells you all you need to know about Alex B. Smith, Blackhawks fan, grew up in Chicago, not scared to take a significant position and stance. Uh, against them, uh, especially with them at their probably most vulnerable right now uh, with all the injuries at this point in time. So uh, Calgary team total over, Calgary first period puck line, Calgary full game puck line uh, for Alex here in this one. I'll probably play the first period and the full game puck line, split them up uh, between the two. Uh, All right, Kings and Capitals. Oh, by the way, for props, uh, there are a couple here, certainly on the Calgary side, Zary and Sharon Govich and Coleman. Yeah, I will point those guys out. But actually now, I will say, and he has been for a while now, Alex, over plus 300 to score a goal for the Calgary Flames. And it's and the reason why his price just dropped, because this is a guy at his prime, you know, for oh, in years past, we've seen him plus 180, 200 to score a goal. But he's been plus 300 routinely for weeks, if not months, because of the bad season it's mostly been for him in Calgary. But don't look now. There is a pulse in Jonathan Huberto. For the Calgary Flames, he is starting to percolate. That was a beauty of a goal he scored yesterday uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. And if I'm not mistaken now with Hubie, that is now either back goals in consecutive games or two goals in the last three games, something like that. It's two goals in the last three games for uh, Jonathan Huberto. I'm, t- I'm telling you, plus 330 on FanDuel for Jonathan Huberto to score a goal today. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm interested. Because now he's been devalued, and now he's starting to get his confidence back. And that's all it takes. One or two times the puck goes in for you, and all of a sudden you get a little confidence. So, yeah, Mangiapane, I don't mind either, but I like Huberto at plus 330. I think that's an excellent price for someone that's starting to heat up. And we're certainly worried about Chicago being able to hold up today on the other end. All right, L.A. Washington, Kings minus 180, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, The L.A. Kings, look. They've been through a very tough stretch, uh, struggles, uh, poor play again on home ice, uh, struggling to win games at Crypto Arena again uh, during this uh, four-game losing streak. Three of them were at home. But then you do have to think about this. Now, the Detroit loss was uh, one where you'd like to see them win that because Detroit's been up and down. 
But the other three teams were Vegas, Edmonton, and Toronto. So there's really no shame in any of those losses in terms of the quality of the opponent. But you still would love to see what we think is still a quality team in L.A. at least win one of those games. They were not able to. But now they're back on the road where they've been warriors. I mean, 13-2-1 on the road this year for the L.A. Kings. You know they're coming into this game with focus. And I continue to say this about teams that play the Washington Capitals. If you're focused to beat Washington and you're the better team than Washington, you'll beat Washington. You know, and we are starting to see signs of that. Capitals are finally, finally starting to come back down to earth. There's no way they were going to keep that up. No way. And now they're one and six in their last seven games. Uh, they're going back in the other direction right now, uh, especially the last two losses for the Capitals. Uh, beaten 12 to five combined on the scoreboard against New Jersey and Carolina. Both of those losses at home, by the way. Uh, so when you look at uh, the Kings here, um, they're, they're, they're back on the road where they're at their best. Uh, Washington is now starting to re regress finally and come back down to earth because a lot of the, their record was better than their statistics indicated. And, and we're starting to see uh, some definitive signs of that uh, in recent games. We don't have goalies confirmed yet, but we expect Cam Talbot, Darcy Kemper uh, to be the goaltending uh, uh, start to be the starters in this game, although it hasn't been confirmed as of yet. Uh, this game for me, you know, it's funny. Alex mentioned the uh, puck line splits. Uh, in the last game with Calgary and uh, Chicago. That's what I'm going to do here uh, in this game. I'm going to go with L.A. minus a half, plus 160, first period puck line uh, at bet 365. And I'm going to go with that a little safer with the full game puck line. I'm going to go minus one, uh, minus 120 uh, with the L.A. Kings for the full game puck line. I think this is the spot. I really do. I think this is the spot. This is still, I am not abandoning ship on L.A. Yeah, they're having their little funk right now. Haven't, hasn't been great for them the last four or five games. But get away, get on the road, bond as a team, back where you're playing your best hockey this year, away from home, against a team that's starting to come back down to earth and struggle themselves. I think it's the perfect opportunity for the L.A. Kings here to snap the skid. L.A. minus a half, plus 160 in the first period, and I'll go with L.A. minus one for the full game. Puck line as well, minus 120. Alex, Kings Capitals. Yeah, I'm just keeping it simple with that first period puck line. I got the actually got plus 158. I grabbed it at, uh, at Caesars, but um, like I said, I can see where you know Kings maybe start off a little bit hot, and then this game kind of slows down a bit, and then the Kings just kind of maybe sleepwalk through the third period. You know, come out with a four-one, four-two kind of win. It seems like that kind of a, of a of a sleepy kind of a game. So I think there'll be time to grab some stuff in game. Uh, possibly could be able to you know get get a that first period win, and then. Hope for Washington to score early in the second, and then we can try and grab uh, Kings, you know, plus money or at a cheaper price in game. Maybe try to grab a lower total later in the game. So this would be one I'll be watching and, and trying to pick off some live uh, action with. But pregame, I'm going with Kings first period puck line. And, and a few lineup changes here for Todd McClellan. I don't, I don't, I don't um, blame him. You know, you got to try to shake things up a little bit uh, right here, uh, and he's going to put. Dubois, Kempe, and Laferriere on the second line. So Dubois is moving up and Laferriere is moving up. So there could be some value with them. And Trevor Moore uh, also, that's another change. Kempe has been with Kopitar and Byfield for the longest time. Looks like it'll be Trevor Moore with Kopitar and Byfield uh, today on the uh, top line for the uh, LA Kings. So again, you're going to probably see some value with Moore, probably see some value with Laferriere and Dubois now that they're playing with uh, on the second line with uh, Kempe uh, today for the uh, LA Kings. So did some line juggling for Todd McClellan. It's got to be done. I mean, the team's lost four in a row. Uh, we'll see if the Kings can get back on track. 
to honestly in the, where they've done their best and their best dam the most damage this year on the road. We'll see if the uh, the, the the road uh, journey can once again pay off and uh, get LA going again. All right, next up we've got Winnipeg and Arizona Jets minus one fifty road favorites six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Jets. Um, I'll tell you what you talk about just being businesslike, being workmanlike. There's nothing more that you know symbolizes that than Winnipeg's last two victories on this road trip. Were they pretty? No. Were they dominant performances? No. But they got the job done, and they got the two points at the end of the night. That's what they did against San Jose, two to one. Anaheim, three to one. They weren't overpowering in either game, uh, but they found ways to win and keep this great run going. Now eight zero and two without a regulation loss. This Winnipeg Jets team uh, in their last ten games. So we'll see how they fare here in this one. Their two losses were in OT. Uh, Arizona has had a tough last two games at home. I mean, 9-2, to two, outscored by the Islanders and the Panthers uh, in the last two home games combined. They'll be looking to bounce back here uh, in this one. I do think, though, when you look at this spot for Winnipeg here, at San Jose, at Anaheim, now you're at Zona, a Zona team that's lost two in a row at home that I think is going to fire back with a strong punch. I don't know if it'll be good enough because Winnipeg's the better team for sure. But I think they will fire back with a strong punch. And keep in mind, they still are, even with these last two home losses, Alex, they are still 12-7 and seven at home at Mullet Arena this year. So still a pretty good home record. So I'm going to go with the draw here. Uh, this is the draw that I like on this card today. Uh, it's Winnipeg, Arizona. I think you're going to see competitive game. But let's be real with Winnipeg. You know, San Jose was this close for overtime. Same with the Anaheim game. The Anaheim game was 1-1 in the third period uh, early on before Winnipeg pulled away. So there was some overtime potential in those two games against San Jose and Anaheim. Arizona's a notch above those two teams at the very least. So I like the draw here, Jets and Coyotes. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Winnipeg, Arizona? Yeah, I'm on the draw here too. This is one – this is actually the strongest draw. Like I could kind of make a case for the other game, but uh, like I said, yeah, these, this is definitely one of those spots. We've seen four of the last six meetings uh, have been decided by one goal. Two of those four have gone past regulation. Uh, Rich H mentioned in the chat, yeah, division battle. Uh, so points are our premium. These are two teams. Obviously, Arizona is going to be fighting around in that wild card spot the whole time. The Jets are kind of be bouncing between kind of second, third, fourth within that central. So uh, points are our premium. I can definitely see as being kind of a tight contest. So plus 325, I want the regulation draw. All right. There we go. Liking the draw here with uh, Winnipeg and Arizona. No argument here. I think we're gonna. it's going to be that kind of game. Uh, no question about it. Pretty competitive. Pretty. I think Arizona will play a lot better. And I know Andre Tourney a little critical of his team after that Islander game, which was just got away from them. It got uh, a bad third period for the Coyotes in that game when it ended up 5-1 in favor of the Islanders. So I think they'll play a lot better. Um, question is, will it be enough to win? I don't want to you know, worry about that. What I want to worry about is competitive game. And I think a very good chance we see overtime here. Uh, so both of us liking the uh, draw. Uh, in this game as far as player props you know we've mentioned the same you know type players repeatedly for the Jets but we'll re reiterate it once again uh, Perfetti, Velarde, uh no question Morgan Barron you know who almost scored against Anaheim he was right around the net and he got stopped on a really good chance against Anaheim or else that would have been three straight games with a goal for him so Morgan Barron is probably still worth a look here for the Jets and then on the Arizona side look they have struggled here to score goals so I wouldn't say load up on Arizona players at the moment as far as goal props are concerned but Alex Kerfoot has been one of their better forwards lately and Dylan Gunther 
has been called up from the AHL. He's got a ton of talent. Uh, Andre Tourney's not screwing around. He's putting Gunther in a second-line top-six role with Jack McBain and Matthias Michelli tonight. So why not take a shot there? Dylan Gunther, they need a spark offensively right now, Arizona, after what we've seen the last two games. And this kid can bring it. You know, he's got terrific offensive talents. Uh, we've seen it certainly in the junior level. We've seen it, you know, at times at the end. Remember, he's already been with this team at the NHL level for a handful of games uh, in the past. So Dylan Gunther, uh, plus 500 at FanDuel. I don't mind taking a shot there. Uh, of course, he got into... Uh, how many games last year? I'm just taking a look. 33 games with Arizona last year. Six goals, nine assists, 15 points in his first foray uh, in the NHL. So not bad. I think plus 500 worth a look there uh, on Dylan Gunther tonight as uh, he gets inserted into the lineup with uh, Andre Tourney and the Coyotes looking for an offensive spark. All right, the final game of this Sunday card, Detroit-Anaheim. Red Wings minus 160 road favorites here at Honda Center. Six and a half the total. Uh, in this game, uh, obviously Anaheim's had a brutal run lately, uh, and what's even harder to uh, accept about why Anaheim's gone four losses in a row is we were just starting to see this team, at least from a health standpoint, uh, turn a corner, and then when they got everybody healthy, they lost a couple, and since then, they've continued to lose, and now the health isn't there anymore <laughs> either. Uh, for Anaheim because uh, Troy Terry is on the IR. They've had Ryan Strom and Max Jones as game time decisions for this game tonight. So all of a sudden the forward, you know, injuries are starting to mount just a little bit. Um, thank goodness they still have Mason McTavish, you know, back and on the ice. I don't know what they would do uh, at this point without him because he's, and he got their only goal, of course, against uh, Winnipeg uh, on uh, Friday night. So it's tough sledding for Anaheim. They'll try to bounce back and uh, get out of this little funk and this slide that they're on. Uh, Detroit, uh, Alex Lyon, of course, in net with Billy Huso still on IR. And obviously they've they've clearly packed it in on giving James Reimer another start with how dreadful he was uh, during that run of games that he had to play uh, earlier uh, in December. So uh, it is Alex Lyon for now. Lyon has not been as good uh, since he's been back from injuries, given up more goals. He was very good against L.A., though. When uh, when that game was on the line, he had to make some pretty big saves uh, in that game. Uh, so Alex Lyon gets another start here for Detroit. John Gibson is expected, but not yet confirmed uh, in net for Anaheim here in this game tonight. My play is simple. You know, we've talked about Detroit overs. We've talked about how this has been a Absolute money train, it looks like, with the Red Wings as far as overs are concerned. Now, Anaheim, not so much. Three of their last four games have gone under. But we kind of said L.A. would get a boost offensively playing Detroit, and they did score three goals in that game, including two very early uh, in that game. Maybe Detroit can be a boost for Anaheim's struggling offense right now uh, just a little bit, even though they're without Troy Terry and, of course, the rookie Leo Carlson. Both of those guys still on IR. But I think Anaheim can score here, and I think – uh, Detroit certainly going to be capable of finding the back of the net. There's nothing wrong with the Red Wings offense. Their defense has been suspect. The goaltending has been inconsistent, but there's nothing wrong with the Red Wings offense. They have scored uh, three plus goals in five straight games uh, entering this contest. And like I said, the Red Wings have gone over the total uh, in seven of their last eight games, seven and one to the over uh, in their last eight games and five straight overs. Detroit uh, coming into this game tonight against Anaheim. So uh, I'm going to look in that direction over six and a half here with the Red Wings and the Ducks. Might be a decent first period, both teams to score a uh, game as well uh, in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Detroit, Anaheim. 
Yeah, that's the first thing that I grabbed. I actually got that at uh, plus 160 at bet online, along with that over six and a half laying a dollar fifteen. I think because to see goals back and forth. Like I said, Lion hasn't been uh, as solid as he was in the first, when we first saw him call up, and that's kind of been the the story of his career. When he gets called up, he brings a boost to the team and, and, and plays well, and then once he settles in, he kind of regresses back to his AHL form. Uh, so with that being said, I think we see goals going both ways. So I like. Uh, both teams score in the first period at plus 160, and I like over six and a half minus a dollar 15. All right. So there we go. Both of us liking that. First period, both teams to score over six and a half. Probably a good prop game uh, as well. Robbie Fabry back to the number one power play unit. And guess what? He scored twice against LA. Streaky player. Remember when he had that goal scoring splurge earlier this season? It was in bunches. He scored like seven or eight goals in like a 10 game span that's what robbie fabry can do so start as soon as you start to see him find the back of the net in a game after a little slump it's usually a time to get back on the express when it comes to robbie fabry so maybe looking at props there uh, of course you know the cane to Brinkett tandem they're always a threat but i think david perron is also you know someone a little undervalued right now for the red wings because he's been bumped up the lineup by Derek Lalone in recent games playing with uh, Raymond and Larkin on the top line uh, and if you look at Perron's production lately two goals and three points in the last three games um, so I think he's got some value as far as his props go uh, for Anaheim we've talked about with the uh, lineup shuffling due to the injuries on forward that they've had some lineup changes Jones has been on the top line, but he's questionable for this game. So who's going to take that spot if Jones doesn't with Henrik and Zegras on the top line? That's something to look for uh, as far as goal props on Anaheim, because whoever takes that spot, probably there's value. Uh, and then I'd look at McTavish and Vetrano probably as the other main two options for Anaheim. Most of their goals have been coming from McTavish and or Vetrano, uh, not only this season, but of late as well. All right, great stuff. That is the Sunday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, and a reminder, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Make sure you get on board. Our daily card is posted there. Uh, sides, totals, player props, the goalie charts, totals charts, and more as far as content. We're going to have bonus videos and shows here in the new year, including later in January, our first Patreon exclusive ice guys live betcast toward the end of the month. So we're looking forward to that. It'll be a surprise date. We'll just pop the link the day of the betcast on the Patreon page. You will see it and you will know we've got a betcast that night. So we're looking forward to that first exclusive Patreon betcast later in January. And of course, our main betcast is Tuesday, January 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern time, a week from Tuesday. We're looking forward to it. You DM or email me or Alex and we will send you the link to the betcast, the StreamYard link to join us. Uh, we're looking forward to that Tuesday, January 16th, our first live betcast of the new year. So again, make sure you sign up your $10 per month. Uh, that you subscribe to Patreon helps ensure this show lasts for the long run. So patreon.com slash ice guys, sign up there, just uh, $10 per month. And again, make sure you get yourself some gear and some merch for the new year at our ice guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah. Big shout out again to JD Bagley, who wore that uh, wonderful toque uh, to the game as they're in uh, Columbus and Winnipeg, keep himself warm, close to the, to the ice. And uh, you can get yourself a toque or a t-shirt, a hoodie, anything you want. We've got all kind of great merch available and you can get it 24% off. Today's the last day for that promotion available right now. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com.
All right. Yeah. Check out the store. A lot of good stuff there available for purchase. All right. You know, it's also good stuff that's available for purchase bargain bin goal props. And we've been doing a great job all season with them. Hit another one last night with the Gus bus. We talked about it. Gustav Nyquist, and he didn't wait long. He got the first goal of the game last night against Dallas uh, for the Nashville Predators. A great price. I couldn't believe he was plus 380 uh, at FanDuel. What a great price that was. Another bargain bin special comes through. We'll see if what we've got in store for an encore here on this Sunday. Alex, we'll start with you. Bargain bin special. What do you like? Yeah, we're heading out to the west side of Chicago, but we're looking at a Calgary Flame, and we're looking at a kind of top-line Calgary Flame to get things rocking and rolling early. Like I said, I like goals early in this contest, and I think one of them will come from Elias Lindholm. I have him at first goal, plus 1,300 at FanDuel, uh, taking a, a shot with that. Been kind of slacking in the bargain bin department for me uh, over the last week. Had a couple of close chances, but nothing hitting. I think this might be one that we can get with an, uh, a great price, plus 1300 at last. Get the first goal of the game in uh, Calgary and Chicago today. All right. I like it very much there, Elias Lindholm. I'm going to go with two uh, bargain bin specials today. One from a day game, one from uh, a night game. Uh, and in the day game, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to someone that's, you know, he's been ridiculed. He's been tarred and feathered. He's been blasted. He's been criticized for what's happened to your game the last two years in Calgary. Well, now he's got two goals in the last three games. And that was maybe one of the best goals, probably the most pretty goal he scored as a Calgary Flame yesterday against Philly. Jonathan Huberto, plus 330 uh, at FanDuel. Uh, to find the back of the net. So Jonathan Huberto, Calgary Flames, plus 330 at FanDuel for my first of two bargain bin specials. The other one, we're going to go to Detroit Anaheim, and we're going to go with David Perron, plus 300, right on the nose, just enough to be a bargain bin material. Uh, David Perron, plus 300 uh, at FanDuel for the Detroit Red Wings for two bargain bin specials on this Sunday. Jonathan Huberto, plus 330 for Calgary. David Perron, plus 300 for Detroit. All right, it is time for Best Bets to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for Best Bet? Yeah, going right back to that Flames-Blackhawks game where we're going with the first period over, one and a half minus $1.20. Now, you could really even kind of just roll with Calgary. I believe it's going to be Calgary doing the bulk of the scoring all day today, but we're just kind of rolling with this trend. 11-1 and one the last 12 uh, between these two meetings. And if the Hawks are going to show any kind of life and fight and next man up mentality, it would be in the first 20 minutes. So I could trust on them to get a goal early, early uh, and certainly could trust on Calgary to get some goals early as well. So Flames, Hawks, first period over one and a half minus $1.20. That's my best bet for the Sunday. I mean, that's a pretty strong trend. 11 of the last 12 meetings, first period over. So that's pretty damn strong stuff. Calgary, Chicago, over one and a half, minus 120 in the first period. A best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet for this card, I'm going to go right back to the well with the Detroit Red Wings and their uh, over train that keeps on rolling down the tracks. Uh, five straight overs, seven and one in the last eight games to the over for Detroit. I think I've been on the majority uh, of those overs, if not all of them. And I'm going right back to it tonight. Detroit Red Wings, Anaheim Ducks, over six and a half, minus 115 uh, for my best bet for this Sunday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys Show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. 
If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the NFL, the NHL, and everything else. Good luck with your wagers, and we will see you again tomorrow on Monday for a brand new week and another edition of the Ice Guys. 